What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Monday, August 3rd. We have reached fantasy football draft season. I know a lot of people out there have the question of, you know, should we even do this? Just put some stipulations in place. Have your darn draft. I know people, well, if the NFL season happens. Well, what if it does happen and then you decided to not have your draft? <laughs> Just have the draft. Put stipulations in place. I am in uh, in one league where the stipulation essentially you have to get through the first eight weeks of the season. And then if if the, the league is canceled or you know there's a shutdown before then, uh, the season is null and void for fantasy for us. If we get... Beyond week eight, it becomes official. Pretty cool, right? I think it makes a lot of sense. Get to that halfway point, kind of, yeah, just like a like a a baseball game becomes official at a certain point. A race in NASCAR becomes official at a certain point. I think it's a good idea. Put some stipulations in place. Give yourself some COVID IR spots. You know, anything you got to do. But l- let's go. L- LFG. All right, it's August, baby. Uh, we got to talk about some breakouts. I gave you busts from all 32 teams. I'm going to give you 32 breakouts on the show today. Also, a quick update on the COVID front for NFL. Before we get to that, though, got to tell you about our friends over at Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Of course you do. You need to go check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest-growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. It is. And diversity, that's the key. That is the key right there. That's because monkeyknifefight.com, well, there's no salary caps and you don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, even me, anybody. Anybody has a chance. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, man, NBA was so much fun this weekend. Hockey, That was fun, too. Golf, UFC, NASCAR. Two NASCAR races this weekend. Two cup races. Back-to-back days. WNBA, eSports. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. you got to use the promo code RANT, R-E-N-T, and you will get your first deposit matched up to 50 bucks. Free money. Love it. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty sure you know what you're getting into when you sign up. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up to play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. You can see the uh, site for full terms and restrictions. Remember, promo code RANT. That helps, uh, well, helps you out, helps me out, helps everybody out. Helps monkeyknifefight.com out. It's a good thing. So, real quick, an update on the COVID front. Uh, Doug Peterson uh, did test positive. He's asymptomatic, but he was, uh, you know, obviously sent out of the facilities. These are, this is happening across the league. It's not, for me, a massive concern. Obviously, the health of everybody is a concern. But for the overall state of the league, I don't know if it's a big concern for me yet. Now, of course, if we get to the slippery slope, if we get to the Miami Marlins, St. Louis Cardinals, that's when I start to get a little bit more concerned. Now, the good news is that I do think that there are a buttload, that's a technical term, of players who can just be rolled into NFL lineups, and will the product be as good in 2020 as it ordinarily would with no COVID, you know, no pandemic? No. 
<laughs> it won't. I, we all watch the XFL, but you know what? If you hate it on the XFL, you're wrong. Your take was wrong. If you hate it on the AAF, <laughs> you were right because <laughs> it stunk. But the XFL was kind of fun. And, you know, with NFL coaching, with a lot of players who are still pretty darn good, uh, there are players who are really close to being in the NFL and never make it in the NFL. So those guys will probably get a shot this year. I think the NFL figures it out, but they really need to take a page out of, uh, the, or, or not even take a page. That's probably the wrong way of saying it. They don't need to take a page out of MLB. They need to learn from the MLB. That's what I'm trying to say here because, man, the MLB, not good so far. So that's where we are. Not really worried about Doug Peterson. Uh, Also, the NFL, it looks like they're going to push the deadline for opting out back. Uh, I don't know if we see, like, like what we just saw with Cespedes, like players opt out midseason. I, I don't know if that can happen. I don't know if there's a void in the contract. I'll have to look and see what I can find there. But as of now, it looks like they're going to push it back to midweek. The thing about the opting out that's key for us is we're not going to get a, oh, we just had our draft and now three players we drafted opted out. Like It doesn't look like that's going to happen. So more details on that as we get them throughout the week here. But, you know... Not a major thing. Uh, not a major thing for me at this point with Doug Peterson or with any of the players who are on the the reserve COVID list. Uh, the biggest name I saw over the weekend who opted out, by the way, Marquise Lee. Not a big name. I had him buried on the depth chart in New England anyway. I was excited to see him in New England, but buried on that depth chart. Uh, so let's move to these breakouts. 32 breakouts. All 32 teams. And some of them are a little bit more obvious than others. Some of the teams are tough. <laughs> they, they really are a little tough. Uh, but let's roll through these here. And starting in Arizona, I think the obvious answer for me is Christian Kirk. We saw that he can be a top 10 weekly or even better fantasy wide receiver. He had the three touchdown game last year. And why I really like Christian Kirk is he's going to get to play opposite of DeAndre Hopkins, gets the attention away from him. He, you know, now can kind of do his thing, and he really wasn't in that position last year. This year, there's a true dominant gravitational force on the field, and that's going to help out Christian Kirk. Moving to Atlanta, I think it's Hayden Hurst, pretty low-hanging fruit, steps into a great situation, the clear top tight end. I think he's a lot better than people realize. Had him as one of the better receiving tight ends in that class. Of course, I did have Mark Andrews ahead of him, and Dallas Goddard for that matter, but He played with Andrews. Andrews is really good. Speaking of Andrews and his team, the Baltimore Ravens, I think we got to really give some serious consideration to Miles Boykin. Not necessarily as a guy that we're drafting, but we got to keep an eye on this dude. I do think we see more deep shots in that offense. There's been rumblings about that. They really set this team up for the deep ball. Miles Boykin, big size, wheels, you know, all size, speed, athleticism, checks all those boxes. Uh, he can play above the rim. He showed some things last year too. I think he's sneaky good, uh, and we could see some. We could we could see him emerging this year. Uh, again, not draftable, but certainly has breakout potential. For Buffalo, I do think it's Zach Moss. I, I like what we saw out of Zach Moss at Utah. I I certainly think that there's you know there's going to be a full blown committee in Buffalo. But there's a lot of potential for Zach Moss, especially if something happens to Devin Singletary. He gets hurt, uh, gets placed on COVID list, whatever it is. Zach Moss is really sneaky guy. And he's his game is so tailor-made for that Buffalo offense. 
Curtis Samuel in Carolina, I think we're going to see Curtis Samuel used very differently than last year. Last year, he was used as a deep threat. This year, I think we'll see him used in the short and intermediate. Great skill set for Teddy Bridgewater. Very smart coaching staff who can use their guys appropriately. And a guy who I keep targeting in the late rounds. Likewise, in Chicago, I'm targeting Anthony Miller in the late rounds. Anthony Miller is just a really exciting upside football player who has not been able to put it together for stretches in the NFL just yet, but finished very strongly last year and could have the best quarterback. Well, I I say this for Allen Robinson, the best quarterback of Allen Robinson's career under center. Uh, He played so far with Mitchell Trubisky, Miller that is. So uh, Nick Foles could be a little bit better for Anthony Miller. Joe Burrow, Joe Exotic is the easy one in Cincinnati. I'm buying in on him 100%. Uh, He is... Coming off of one of the best seasons in NCAA history, he's so good, and he's got some decent weapons there in what I think is going to be a much-improved team. Baker Mayfield for the Browns, um, we didn't really, I mean, I guess you could call his rookie season sort of a breakout, but everybody expected the true breakout to be last year. This is a post-hype breakout. This one was pretty easy for me in that offense. CeeDee Lamb, let's just do these guys together. Dallas and Denver. CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy. For me, they're always going to be linked together because I had them as the one in 1A in this year's class. They are both really quality receivers. Not the best landing spots, but I think they both have really solid rookie seasons and are going to be fantasy worthy at times. Speaking of rookies in Detroit, DeAndre Swift for me. Hey, he's a really well-rounded, explosive football player. Better player than Carrion Johnson. And the team has plans in place for him. He's going to contribute immediately in the backfield as well. So it's going to be nice there. And it really wouldn't shock me if he out-carried Carrion Johnson. So there you go. Jay Sternberger for the Packers. Don't get too crazy here. He's not draftable, but he's in a good situation for volume. No Jimmy Graham there. Uh, you're, you're, you know, in a... Offense doesn't have wide receiver talent really outside of uh, uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, even Devin Funches, I was sort of like, oh, maybe. Well, nope. (laughs) Opted out. (laughs) So, nope. Uh, Alan Lazard, (laughs) opportunity is yours, man. Opportunity knocks. Houston was almost impossible for me. I I think Jordan Akins is probably the best bet for a breakout. They use a lot of 12 personnel there. But the difference between... Aikens and Darren Fells. Is Darren Fells is up there. Darren Fells, 34. Aikens, uh, what, seven, eight, eight years his junior. So, you know, younger tight end. Has uh, yeah, has some athleticism, athletic upside, and there's opportunity in that offense. The Colts, easy one for me. It's Paris Campbell. I love the the speed, the get the ball in space, make things happen. Love that type of receiver. You get him for free in the end of drafts. Uh, Raquel Armstead for the Jaguars. He is on the COVID list, not worried about that. Now, this is a matter of if something happens to Leonard Fournette, Armstead's the next man up. It's not Chris Thompson. So that's why I'm looking at him, the clear handcuff. McCole Hardman for Kansas City, this was like one of the easiest on the board for me. Love McCole Hardman. I think we see his targets double. He has just as much upside as he always has. He He's in the best offense in the league. Just so many signs pointing to, wow, this guy could be pretty good. Problem is, of course, that most of the targets are going to go to Kelsey and Hill and maybe even out of the backfield to CEH, but still, love Hardman. 
Cam Akers for the Rams. Really like Cam Akers, what he did at Florida State. Played behind a horrible offensive line and was still really effective there and should slide right in as the early down back. Justin Jackson for the Chargers. There's a, this is a polarizing debate. Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly? And for me, Joshua Kelly, I mean, productive at UCLA, but yeah, you have to remember it was Chip Kelly offense. My my, and and that's going to juice up some numbers. My big issue, my big gripe with Joshua Kelly is he wasn't able to create on his own. Only two point eight yards after contact per attempt. That doesn't bode well for him. It's not a death knell of a number, but it doesn't bode well for him. So I'm going Justin Jackson. Could be a lot of touches in it for him. Henry Ruggs for the the Raiders. Uh, this one's easy. Big play upside, not going to do a lot downfield, but it's a yak. It, it, he's a yak guy. Uh, you're just, you know, see him get the ball in space. Obviously, we're seeing a theme here. I like these types of receivers. I'm a sucker for these guys, but it's perfect in that offense for Derek Carr's skill set. Preston Williams in Miami. Preston Williams, pretty good start to last year of the first eight games, then missed the rest of the season, but he's got some juice, man. He's got some juice. Maybe the easiest on the board was Alexander Madison for the Vikings. He's not going to take over right away or, you know, he's not going to have the job because Dalvin Cook didn't hold out, but Dalvin Cook, not always a picture of health and you never know. And then also there's opportunity in that offense. They want to run the ball a whole heck of a lot. They're not going to give all those touches to Dalvin Cook. So Alexander Madison, easy. Nikhil Harry for the Patriots, really getting Cam Newton in there, changed things for me. Love the big body receivers for Cam. Fits his skill set, fits what he's done best over the course of his career, like Nikhil Harry in that offense. Traquan for New Orleans. Traquan. Yeah, I know Manny Sanders is there, and I do have Manny Sanders projected way above Traquan, but it's the big play juice. It's the... We don't have Ted Ginn anymore in this offense. You know, there there's a few things, signs point to a breakout for Traquan. Not draftable for me, but you know, sometimes you have to you have to divide the breakouts into guys who you're gonna go after in sort of like mid to late rounds, and then guys you're gonna keep an eye on. Traquan is a you're gonna keep an eye on guy. Danny Dimes for the Giants, easy. You know I love him. I've talked about it so many times as a late round guy. Denzel Mims for the Jets. I'm a sucker for size speed. Sucker for size speed. Think he steps right into a starting job. And sky's the limit, really, for Denzel Mims. But he does come in with a low floor. He's slightly unpolished, so it's going to take some time. But I like Denzel Mims. Jalen Rager for the Eagles. Another speed guy. Philly got these speed guys in for uh, Carson Wentz. Downfield, there's not much competition for targets as well, especially if the the older uh, the older two uh, starters aren't on the field, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Alshon isn't. Deshaun, we saw last year, that was really disappointing. Great start to the season, then just could not get back on the field. Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. Yeah, secrets out on him. It's unfortunate, but you know, complete package, really, just across the board. Good route runner. You know, play inside, outside. Uh, can get downfield if you need him to. Can do short and intermediate stuff if you need him to. Explosive. There's so many, so many positives to Deontay Johnson. I went with DJ Dallas for Seattle. I actually like what we saw out of Dallas. He wasn't a volume guy at, at Miami, but really efficient. And there's going to be opportunity potentially here. I don't think we see Rashad Penny. And we saw last year that that 
they were scraping the bottom of the barrel at the end of the season with all the injuries in that Seattle backfield. Brandon Ayuk for San Francisco. Looks like he'll be a starter right out of the gate. Good skill set for that offense. Run after catch guy, athletic, and who knows when Debo's on the field. Keyshawn Vaughn for Tampa Bay. I'm still sticking to this one. I'm not worried about LaShawn McCoy there. Uh, It's really a matter of of when, not if, for Keyshawn Vaughn for me. They have a plan in place to draft him in the third round for a reason. Jonu Smith for Tennessee. Hey, no Delaney Walker there. It's Jonu time. He's going to take over, and he gives you some upside at the position as a late-round guy. Washington, super easy for me. It's Antonio Gibson. He's a versatile player, but... If injury strikes in that backfield, they may start working him in uh, as a ball carrier more so than as a pass catcher. He can do both. He's not he's not a natural running back. That's the thing. But he's such he's big. <laughs> he's big and fast, and and then on top of it, so versatile. So there you go. Thirty two, thirty two breakouts, thirty two teams in the NFL. The math works out. And we're all good. So uh, speaking of all good, over at FTNFantasy.com, we got a lot going on, including projections are finally on the website. Starting a new website is not easy. (laughs) And there's a lot of folks on our team, and we figured a workaround for now while the projections tool is being developed on the back end. That'll be up soon, but projections are on the website. That's good. We're also going to get version three of the game plan up. Uh, that's coming on uh, coming up later on today. Updated rankings, projections, uh, all that fun stuff for all the recent goings on over the last two weeks. So if you're already in on the draft kit, you get that. If you're platinum, you get that. That's over at FTNFantasy.com. Over at FTNBets.com, put, uh, putting up some player props for NBA. Um, I'm up uh, just minor but I think it's like plus 1.3 units so far this season. FTNBets.com for NBA. Also put some NASCAR bets up yesterday. Plus 2.26 yesterday for NASCAR. Uh, pretty solid. FTNDaily.com for all your DFS needs. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. And please keep reviewing the show on iTunes Rat Pack. Represent, man. Easiest way to do it. Open up on your iPhone if you have one. The podcast app, scroll, go to my my podcast page, scroll down, click the stars. That's it. It's that easy. All you have to do is that. But you can review it as well, and I appreciate everybody's help here. It's making the show grow, and that's making me have the ability to do more. Never want to do less. Always want to do more. We'll be doing more tomorrow on the pod, so I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. 